Welcome to Catholicism is Cool. I'm Mary Goulet. And I'm Joseph Warren. You're speaking with Mary and Joseph. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so in this segment, as promised, we're going to talk about how to pray. And I was talking with um, Joseph about this in the, in the past because it's a very big curiosity to me. In the last segment, I'm like, whoa. It sounds all good. The first 20% of your, let's say, an hour of, with God, you're talking to God like this happened, that happened, I need this, I need that. And then the 80% is you listening. How do you get there? Because we might drift off or squirrel and we're, you know, thinking of something else or, you know, we dwindle. Oh, I, it gives you an opportunity to remember your to-do list. So how do you stay focused on listening to God? Yeah, great question, right? So this was something, first off, I got a premise that it takes time. It's just like any new skill set, especially a skill set you'll have the rest of your life. And this is probably a super important one, the most important one you could ever develop in your life, I challenge. And that is learning to hear the quiet whisper of the creator of the entire universe who created you. Kind of a game changer. Why? Because we're all searching for the same questions. Why am I here? Who am I? Right? These are the burning questions in humanity. None of us or very few of us ever get to experience. Now I could say God has given that to me and it's not because I'm better than anyone. It's because others taught me how to pray in a way that was completely different. Rather than doing this self-centered prayer, which is very one-sided conversation, imagine Mary, you and I chatting, but I keep showing up and I'm doing all the talking. Eventually over time, what happens? You're like, he doesn't really care about me. He just wants to hear himself speak. Well, guess how we show up with our creator? The exact same way. That's how we pray. That's how we were taught to pray. It's all self-centered because we don't shut the bleep up and then hear what he has to say about the matter. So I really started to get this, right? And to answer your question, how do you do it, right? So what's the, the nuts and bolts? First thing, step one, I'm gonna give you a few steps here. Step one, block out one hour a day in your calendar for the next 10 days. One hour a day, and it, it should be the same hour um, or the same time every day, right? Because that builds habit. Now, for some of you who are more my competitive folks, I challenge you to do it for 40 days, right? That's why I have the 40-day holy hour challenge. However, block out one hour a day, 60 minutes. Here's why it's got to be one hour. It takes the human mind about 50 minutes to quiet down the noise of the world. That's just what's so. It takes about 50 minutes, right? That's just, especially in this present society, okay? There's a lot of noise and distractions. Like you said, Mary, it's like this one hour with God may be the only time you actually stop and rest all day. So now what happens? Your brain wants to go to work on all the stuff that you got going on. And it's like, yes, I finally have a break. Now I can kind of figure stuff out. Not the time or the place. If you want to do that, schedule another hour for you to figure out your life, right? But that does not occur in this hour. This is your power hour. This is your hour with your creator. So that's the first thing. Step one, block out one hour of undistracted time. Step two, pick a location where you will be undistracted. No distractions. Okay. So for me, uh, my favorite place is in the chapel in front of the Eucharist. That's my favorite place. However, God threw me a curveball lately where my church is under construction. 
So my chapel is no longer the undistracted place. It's actually packed with drills outside and hammers and cleaning crews and all this stuff. So now I go, I found a place out by the water and I do a sunrise on the water at 7.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. And that is my one hour. So get a undistracted locale that's your favorite place. Make sure it's a place where you feel peace at, right? So if it's out in nature with God, that's great. If it's in the quiet of your house in a, in a bedroom or your war room where you go to pray, that's awesome. Just make sure there are no interruptions whatsoever. Are you clear on that? All right. And let people know you're doing this over the next 10 days and you are not available from this time to this time, this one hour. So you got to set yourself up to win. Step three, start your prayer out with, Lord, teach me how to pray. Lord, teach me how to pray. Teach me how to listen. I want to hear from you. If what Joseph says is true and I could do it too, show me how. Show me how to pray, right? So you have to have that willing heart and you have to give God permission to show you, permission to teach you. He's not going to cross over your free will ever, mm -hmm. right? So you literally have to articulate it. And yes, he wants you to articulate it. He wants you to verbally say, Lord, I give you permission to show me how to pray. Show me how to listen. I want to hear from you. I want relationship with you. All right, so you're clear on that. Uh, step four is practice. Show up every day with no um, emotional attachment on the outcome. And literally just put in the one hour. That's all you're looking to do. One hour with God. Let me be clear. It's going to suck. All right? It's Why? just it's because you're going to wrestle against your humanity. You're Humanity is not used to sitting still for one hour of uninterrupted silence. It's not. Have you ever experienced the threat of the evil one when you first started doing that because they didn't want you to have that tight connection? Uh, 100%, right? So when I did the, the commitment, I went back to the Lord and I did my part of the deal and I did an hour a day for two weeks, Mary, which I shared on a previous episode. Those two weeks were miserable. I hated sitting there for an hour trying to quiet my mind and the noise and everything. It was just so difficult. It seemed like an impossible, pointless situation and a waste of my time. However, it wasn't. It was a test of my time. It was, will I give my time the one thing that I can never get back, the irreplaceable thing, time, that God gives us as a gift, Will I give my one hour to God? That's the test. Will I show up and put in and do what I say I'm going to do? If I do that, God will start to show up. God will start to teach you how to pray. But it's a test. He wants to see, are you for real? Or are you just here to get something else from me? Do you really want relationship with me? Because relationship with me means showing up every day. And sitting with me, even if you don't hear from me at first, do you believe me? Do you trust in me? Do you believe that I, your heavenly father, still speak to my people, still speak to my children? Or do you think that I stopped that back in the Old Testament? Right? And these are the lies of the enemy. So if you want lies from the enemy and the attacks of the enemy, the first big lie is that it's not going to work. That's the big lie from the enemy right? So you want to get past that and believe and have faith, right? As Jesus says, believe as if it's already been granted to you. So yeah, black out, go ahead. 
there is a, there is a struggle um and i guess the best thing you, you've said about this is go in knowing it's going to suck it's going to be a struggle <clears throat> you're going to be anxious you're going to want to do something else you're going to want to fly out of your seat mm-hmm. oh i have to oh i better check my phone you know things like that but i agree it's a great discipline i was just also curious what do you hear I yeah mean, how do you actually do it got it yeah no i'm clear on it unfortunately we won't be able to cover this in eight minutes so we will do four uh future shows on this because mary i think it's brilliant that you're asking these questions right because i know our listeners struggling with this you know they're struggling with it right we were struggling with it right we want to learn and hear this here's what i could tell you on this episode it's real it's a game changer and when your heavenly father you start to hear from him for the first time, maybe in your entire life, your entire life goes different. Yeah. You feel loved. You feel completely at peace, wrapped in his heavenly arms. Like some of the people in my 40 day holy hour challenge, you got to read some of the things they write at the end of every holy hour. We do it collectively on Facebook in a private Facebook group. I do a Facebook live and I spend an hour and I record my holy hour. And I'll chat with them in the intro and the outro, but then we go quiet in the middle and we just get quiet with God. And at the end, Mary, I have this thing called hashtag share your prayer. Hashtag share your prayer. And as Catholics, we don't want to share our prayer, right? We, we have this, this- We're not uh, trained to. We're not- No, we're, we're trained to be in isolation and it's private. And we, we distort some of the, the biblical- uh, you know, Bible scriptures, right? Of like, oh, you know, pray in the silence. Don't let anyone see it. You know, get, go into a quiet place to pray to your heavenly father. 100%. That means go into the undistracted place. However, sharing what God shared with you after you're done praying, that's huge. That's the collective body of Christ. That is what the enemy does not want to happen. Power in numbers. Power in numbers, feeling like you're not alone, starting to hear that, oh my gosh, Mary is struggling with the same thing I'm struggling with. You mean I'm not the only one? The enemy wants you to believe you're the only one. He wants you to feel isolated and alone. He wants you to believe that your heavenly father doesn't speak to you anymore, right? He wants you to believe that your heavenly father is not a good father, that he's not trustworthy. And also here's another very important point. Wherever two or more are gathered, Mm Mm-hmm. Jesus is there. Does he, what? No, go. Yeah, the evil one does not want two or more gathered. Right, because when Jesus is there, guess who can't be there? He's out. The enemy's out right there. So imagine having an hour a day where the enemy is out, right? Oh, that's so glorious. Think about what you can do in an hour with, without the enemy present because you are united with other godly Christians, right? who are all literally spending quiet time with their creator to a more gathered Jesus is present. The heavenly father is present. The Holy spirit is speaking the words through everyone. Right. And then afterwards, collectively you get to hear what God shared with them about them and their life. And then you get to share what God shared to you about you and your life. And then you start to see patterns and overlaps. And so many times what God shared in this person's life is exactly what he shared in my life. Uh, yesterday, or he shares in my life the the four days from now, like the Holy Spirit, it's the same God. 
Yes. We're all worshiping the same God. And you start to see that you're not as special as you think. And what I mean by that is the Holy Spirit is speaking into each human heart. And your heavenly father loves each human soul equally. And he's calling each human person to surrender their will to his so that they can become, as C.S. Lewis says, little Jesuses. Yeah. And it's, it's Jesus that takes over and becomes the perfection of the father. Be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. That is not something we can achieve on our own in our broken, fallen nature as humans. That's the distortion of the enemy. Oh, I have to be perfect. So we show up as Catholics trying to be perfect and constantly failing at it and then going, this doesn't work or I suck. I'm unworthy. I'm a loser. And it's all a lie from the enemy. You're not ever going to be perfect on your own. That's the whole point of having a savior. Neither am I. You're meant to get out of the way, call Jesus in and become that little Jesus so that Jesus takes over your life and people see God in you, not you in you. You need to get out of the way, right? So this is powerful content. We could keep going with this conversation, but we got to wrap up this episode. So on a future episode, Mary, if you prompt me, I'll go into detail on specifically how do you do the discipline? How do you quiet your mind? How did I learn to do it? And in another episode, I absolutely want you to explain to us the 40-day, one-hour-a-day yeah, the 40-day holy hour challenge. Now, yes, I love that. That is, has to be an episode. 100%. And if you're interested, just go to Facebook, put in the search box, daily holy hour. Daily holy hour, just search that on Facebook. You'll see it come right up. Apply to join the group. I'll approve you, most likely, unless you're not a cool person. You got to be a cool Catholic, right? Because Catholicism is cool. Our faith is beautiful. It's so much rich beauty and death. This is the church that Jesus founded on planet Earth, unbroken lineage. Mary, that's why you're part of it. That's why I'm part of it. And God wants to do amazing things in your life. Mary, wrap us up on this episode, would you? All right. Thanks for tuning in to Catholicism is Cool with Mary and Joseph. We love being here. If you have any thoughts or comments, please email one of us, mary at marygoulet.net or joseph at cocreative.com or just go to brokencatholic.com and listen to my other podcasts. You can reach me there, brokencatholic.com. All right, guys, have a blessed day. God bless you. We will see you next time.